In the very first episode of this podcast, I have a Italian biologist called Ignazio Avella, uh, who did his bachelor's degree at the University of Naples. He then went on for, to, for a master's at the University of Rome, working on snakes, which I believe is his first love. And now, well, <laughs> since 2018, he's been working at the CBO Research Center in Portugal on vipers. And he is a PhD student, but he has already published more than 11 scientific papers, I think. Am I right there? And he has worked in, well, all over Europe, uh, but also in Morocco, Namibia, Mexico, Peru, Guyana. Um, he's all over the place chasing snakes. Welcome, Ignacio. Good to see you. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Yes, it's 11, but not all of them are peer-reviewed. So, you know, <laughs> you got oh, them. Well, it was, yeah, yeah different things, different things. <laughs> but all on snakes, I, I think, right? Most no snakes, yes, sir. Most no snakes. Every now and then, some amphibians on the way. All right, right. And you're doing a PhD now on snake venom. And I mean, yeah. a PhD is, is a, you know, it's not fun always. It's, it's a long, uh, hard work. Um, why, why venom, man? What, what's so important about snake venom? Why venom? Well, uh, let's start with saying that, as you say, snakes are my first love, but also my biggest love. So I, I also like amphibians. Uh, I like other things. Uh -huh. But I felt like I really wanted to work on snakes for something, as you were saying, as like, if I need to dedicate myself to a PhD, it better be on snakes. No? <laughs> I was wondering, okay, like what's cool about snakes? Why am I so driven towards them? You know, why, why are you like them? First of all, they're cool in general, but they're beautiful, beautiful colorations. I don't know. You know, there is this kind of passion that many people have for these flittering things without legs. And... Then, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? I think that's what really catches the attention about snakes is their their potential, like the harmful potential and so on. So, venom, super cool stuff. So you think that's it because there is a lot of guys like you who are just mad about snakes and that have trouble saying why. I mean, I, I see, I see it, but but mm -hmm. but I yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. Well, so it's probably one of the main reasons. You know, it's a, like the thrilling of handling something that you know not well. Door's case scenario can also kill you, but it's, yeah. it's probably yeah. one one of the main things that um, kind of lead, I would say, this passion, this interest towards these animals. Yeah, uh, love the love, you know, they say. But it also makes the field work a little bit risky, right? If you're going out into middle of bloody nowhere and you get bitten by a snake, you're you're in real trouble. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed, indeed. That's probably <laughs> figure Also, they have the tendency to be many remote places usually, whether it be in the jungle or in the desert, you know, where you are pretty bloody far away from hospitals or anti-venoms. So yeah, you want to keep an eye on those, 100%. And this year you went to Guyana? Yes, yes. yes. Last Guyana. summer, right? It was last summer, I think. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. It was from June to August. It was a fantastic experience. I had the chance to go there like a, for a, a social science project. Like, you know, you, you just uh -huh. go there. I was there as a, as a volunteer, volunteering to be fair. Uh -huh. And my aim... Uh, what I had to do there was basically bring uh, students into the jungle. It was with Operation Wallace, this very nice organization that does this kind of well, science. You just bring students into the jungle, you show them the animals, you tell them a couple of things about whatever you see around. So of course, Guyana is a fantastic place to look for wildlife. Yeah, what is, what so, is it like? What is it like? Um, was it, is it all jungle like people imagine or 
or was it like pretty much? Yes, yes. I was I was shocked when I saw it. You know, when when you're when you're landing from the plane and you just see insane amount of green everywhere, canopy cover, mm-hmm. gigantic gigantic canopy cover everywhere. And actually, they told me, yeah, you know what? Eighty percent of the surface of the country is made of primary forest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is totally right, but yeah, I can definitely see eighty percent of the country being green. And you stay there, right, in the jungle, or were you more like in a town or a city? We were staying, actually, in a very small village um, in the north of Guyana, and that is literally buried in the deep primary and secondary forest. It was fantastic. So amazing chances to see an insane amount of wildlife. Definitely has been the best jungle I've seen so far. As you say, they've been around for a while, but it has really been impressive. And you were there with a big group of students then staying yeah. in, a, in a hotel or in a bunk bed? No, 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 it was a hotel. Yeah, 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 no, no, it was not, it was not a hotel, it was a, it was a pure experience, pure jungle experience, yes. As I said, we were in this village, so we were living with the, with the local community, you know, with the local mm-hmm. people, it was absolutely great. People they live on, for example, they still hunt with bows and arrows, you know, it's fantastic. And, oh, wow. Uh, yes. Yeah. Super cool. We were, we were there. Pants, hammocks, that's where the, that was how we were, we were living on the basis. We don't test, you know. I mean, also the issues of getting, I don't know, drinkable water or getting your stuff. Yeah, if you wash your clothes, you want to get it dry, but it's the rainforest, you know. It's a little interesting, let's say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. And yeah. so you went into the into the gorgeous jungle there. What happened? Oof, I could tell you, I could tell you many stories. Like, if we stick to snakes, I have to say, it has been absolutely amazing. The fact that I was going out every single night, you know, for everything, because of course, yeah, you, you want to show as much as you can. And of course, at night, the jungle is absolutely alive. It can be even a bit overwhelming at some point. So you were there at the head of like a column of, of 20 students That's or something? It. That's it. Yes, exactly, exactly. I was taking a bunch of students with me every night. Like, they were divided into groups. Because of course, there were at, at best, like I would say, 60 people. But you cannot take 60 people with you in the jungle all the same time, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, we were making smaller groups, let's say eight, nine people every time. And we were going uh, on these on these transects, you know, these trails that were defined pretty much <laughs> in the jungle going around a bit. Yeah, stopping at everything that was moving. And at night in the jungle, it's amazing because every little thing is moving. Between invertebrates, mammals, birds, reptiles, of course, amphibians, you could literally see everything. It was amazing that every single night that we went out, of course, I was focusing on their pedophile, but we could find a different species of snake. That was mm. amazing. You know, you never find the same thing. Mm. So, you know, you keep the enthusiasm always high. It's not like, oh no, you go around and you always find the same toad on the same trail, you know, and, and it's, it's always new. It was so always what was the most amazing thing you saw there? The most amazing thing, without any doubt, that really made it the best our pathological night of my life so far has been a bushmaster. But it has been it has been absolutely amazing also the way we found it. Because you know, I knew it was there. Of course, Guyana is in the range of the species. It is one of my favorite species, biggest piper in the world, up to four meters at best, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I really, really wanted to see one. But I knew that it is extremely rare. There are people that have looked for it for years and they never had the chance to find it. Ooh. Right? Right. I knew it was there. I was getting very stressed because I could not find it, you know, walking all the trails, but still I couldn't find it. Do you, know, do, you know where to, do you know where to look for it or something like that? Yeah, you can look for it. It's basically, you know, a big, big snake that will be coiled up. It can be in the middle of your trail, exactly, in the middle of your oh. transect. Mm-hmm. You can stay there for days looking for prey to bats, you know, in ambush. 
can be under a log, they really like, you know, rock the logs and trees and they just stay there waiting. Mm. And they're very, very nicely camouflaged. So sometimes can be difficult to see even a snake that it's really around a house. And this is a dangerous okay. snake, right? It's super dangerous. It's super dangerous because of the size of it. It can inject insane amount of pain. And that's exactly the point of it. And then again, it really occurs in these very remote primary forests. So if you get bitten there, before you reach an hospital, you're going to have a, a hard time. Yeah? Mm. It's going to be very complicated. So isn't that a bit scary going with students uh, who don't know anything? <laughs> it is. It is, of course, very scary. The first thing that I always tell them, guys, don't touch anything. If you see anything, just call me. You know, we try to assess the situation because, of course, many snakes are not dangerous for humans, but you don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. You guys just don't know. Now, let me let me deal with this. I will just check if it's possible maybe to handle it a bit, you know, to get closer or not, mm -hmm. if the situation is safe or not. But yeah, with the Bushmaster, were just fantastic because it was absolutely unexpected. I was really stressed. I really wanted to see this animal. I knew it was there. Mm -hmm. You know, the night that it happens, you just don't know. It, 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 it's, uh, it just happens. And Had you, had you already remember. given up on seeing it? or I was not giving up on seeing it, but I, I was just thinking, you know what, if it happens, fantastic. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to you know, get stressed. I'm not going to ruin my experience just with the... With, with this kind of anxiety, with this kind of nervousness that I really need to see this animal. Right? This was super high on your list. This, was, uh... this is my top species in my bucket list. Okay. And after that, yeah. <laughs> after that, you, you get what I think it's called emotional hangover. <laughs> you just get, you know, this gigantic rush of adrenaline when you finally see it. You finally find your favorite species, a unicorn for many pathologists in the world. Yeah. I so just see the jackpot. <laughs> so, so what happened? You were walking in the jungle and then? I was walking in the jungle, uh, especially that night with a very, very tiny uh, group of students. We were literally four people just going around because it was uh, after a very, very long rainy day. You know, I really wanted to go out. We're a bit tired already, you know, halfway into the expedition. Mm. Like, yeah, you know what? I feel like this is the a nice night to go out. And I go out and I pass in front of this gigantic boulder that is always on the transept, of course. No one's going to move that, right? <laughs> so, and I've seen the boulder already for several days, several nights. Same thing ever. I always thought that yeah, this could be a nice, a nice place for a big snake. Mm -hmm. Something about that. Always, you you can find like footprints around. You can find, I don't know, tra tracks of jaguars because, of course, there also jaguars there. Okay. Rabbits, opossums, mammals, you know, crawling around. And mm -hmm. as always, as I always did, I just look at there, look a bit at the tracks. I say, yeah, maybe there was a jaguar here, but of course you don't see it. Like every other night, I look at it, and in the back of my head, literally maybe one meter away, I was listening to this rattling, right? This Ooh. little vibration that, that kind of reminds of a cicada, all right? Mm. I was saying, yeah, this this must be a cicada. There's plenty of invertebrates at night in the jungle. Then I stand up, literally. I turned my, my head on the other side of the transit, of the transit. Mm. so the boulder was on the right. I look on the left after I look at the boulder, mm -hmm. and my head torch just points on this massive snake. It was Bushmaster indeed. <laughs> one meter away from me, in my back, yes, <laughs> on my back, Ooh. one meter away, yes. I had absolutely not seen that. Yeah. Just because I was looking on the other side of the trail. Yeah. And the guy was just there, rattling his tail on the ground, making this vibration, very high frequency vibration, very cool. I screamed like a crazy, crazy guy. <laughs> like, whoa, this kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackpot. Absolute jackpot. Absolutely. I mean, and one meter away, this is a big snake. It could almost strike you at that distance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, like it was one meter away, but the snake itself was one meter and eight. 
right? So even taller than me. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. He's not even the biggest one because they reach four meters. But definitely, it was in, you know, lunch distance. He could have gone for me. Thank God it's a giant, gentle giant, they call it. Maybe because just how massive it is, you know, he's not going to be that aggressive. Definitely. Amazing night. First night of my life so far. Yeah. Yes. Hitting the number one on your bucket list, man. How, how is yes, that? Sir. You were floating yes, the rest of the night or? Yeah, yeah. The rest of the week, I would say, yes. I had one week when I was absolutely high on enthusiasm for this so fantastic what, what happened when you when you first saw it? Then what? What did you do? I remember, I, as I told you, like, we were four people in total, right? Mm -hmm. We just standed there in awe, and the snake was just, you know, with the head up, looking at us. Mm -hmm. Yeah? And we were just staring at each other for, I would say, roughly five minutes. I didn't know what to do after screaming. I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to spend the next four hours, independently from the mosquitoes, from the rain, for everything, it really doesn't matter, mm. I'm going to take pictures of this fantastic animal. Yeah. And that's what I did. Mm. I really literally spent three hours in the mud, in the dead leaf leaders, covered in mosquitoes, just taking pictures of the animals, <laughs> of, the, of this animal. Guess what? No, I'm not satisfied with even one of those pictures. Not one of those pictures oh. makes really justice to how beautiful this animal was. No. Fantastic. Beautiful. But it the experience just, you know, stays, man. The experience. Yes, that's exactly it. You can take as many pictures as you want. Experience is totally another thing. So grateful for it. It was just hitting the jackpot in the most unexpected way. And, uh, and, and your students, how did they uh, respond to this? So you have to know that these students actually didn't know much about snakes, all right? Mm. Of course, they're cool. So I like them. But I really think that the enthusiasm that I was having at the time like they absolutely freaked out with me. You know, it was like, oh, fantastic, we found it. What's the name of this thing again? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so so that, that, that pretty much concluded Guiana for you, right? I mean, that's your number one species, no reason to go back or? Um... 100%, no, 100% that was my number one species, but of course there's so much more to be seen. Of course, I want to see bigger bush pastors also. And then I saw RP eagles. I think I saw a jaguar at some point, just Ooh. two big green eyes in the night. Ooh. That's calls for a big mammal, right? And some spots. Could have been another big cat. I really don't know. I'm no mammal specialist. But yeah. I mean, I, I've had that experience in the desert in, in Morocco with some big green eyes, slightly too high above the path for you to be comfortable with uh, staring. All right. I mean, don't, I mean, how was that, seeing a jaguar in the wild? I mean, that's one of the strongest cats there is. This, this, was, this was pretty crazy. This was pretty crazy. We knew, of course, that there were jaguars around because there were some little farms. And apparently every now and then there is a, a farm animal, you know, disappearing. <laughs> because a big jaguar maybe goes there and gets gets lunch. Yeah. And we were basically sailing on a, on a tiny boat, you know, on the river. We were very close to the river there. And at some point we were well, with the headlamps looking at the canopy cover because every now and then you can find like hanging snakes, you know, boas, three boas and so or even opossums, night monkeys, and such. At some point, our lights literally shine on these green eyes, and you could see from the distance of the eyes, that was pretty much this, was a big head, right? <laughs> and there was, yeah. there was there, there might have been a big, big head, and there are not really many big animals around there. Like, you, you can have a tape here, but it doesn't have spots, because we also saw some spots, right? We saw it for maybe three seconds, four seconds, third at us, and disappeared in the night. And when it went away, what we could see was like four spots, you know, like yellowish, dark oh, spots. Okay, so you really know so, what it was one. It really, it really was. Everyone said, 
Everyone say the Maple scientist, the guy there say this was a Jaguar. This was a Jaguar. And we all shut down. Like we, we couldn't speak because of course we want that second to last as long as possible. But <laughs> they're too smart. They're not like snakes. They don't stand there. You know, they just leave after a while. Oh, awesome. Chills Jill uh, the air back when you see something like that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not as the Bushmaster though. If you ask me, not as the Bushmaster. <laughs> yeah, well you're you're a snake guy. And you've been mm -hmm. all you've been all over the place. So this was this was recent. So you've already been in, in in a lot of places. And and I mean, jungle is amazing. There's just so many animals. But there was also an incident, I think, in in Namibia. And, yes, uh, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That was that was last year, right? It was last year. Yes, it was last year. What completely exactly different what environment, right? Completely different environment. Yes, you go from the primary forest of South America to the desert in Africa. Yeah, as to how is Namibia? I've never been. How is it to be there? It's absolutely amazing because you just don't get the three-dimensionality of the space because it just everything's so flat and so immense, you know, that you just like you're you're running into a paint, right? <laughs> into a picture or something like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely amazing. Also, there, like doing fieldwork there, it can be very, very difficult and very tiring because well, just how so? How so? How how is? I mean, I presume you are in a four-wheel drive driving around and pitching a tent every now and then how does that work yeah and that, that's the easy part i mean you are you're in the four-wheel drive and actually the, the roads are quite are quite nice very well organized and everything you can literally cross the savannah without any issues you know like flat flat land and so okay we still got like four broken wheels in two weeks but it's <laughs> 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 all right yeah and then you, we we got this very nice i think it's called book tent or something like that well a tent that was just set on the top of the four-wheel drive, right? Because you, at night, you don't want to be on the floor because, of course, there will be hyenas going around, even leopards. Oh, right. yeah, you got a roof tent. Nice. Yes. Yes, yeah. a roof tent. Exactly. That's yeah. it. We were on the roof tent, so at night, we were just living up there. Super nice experience, but in the day, it gets warm so easy and so soon that we're waking up every morning at 5 because it was just unbearable already. All right. So you went and in the whole season. Assembly. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. It was, it was indeed so you crawl out, so you crawl out of your roof tent and then you yes. go looking for snakes you crawl out of your roof tent you close the tent pack everything in again then you go you go mm -hmm. for the for the sampling sites and of course we we knew some local people that were telling us yeah if you're looking for fibers you should go there mm. if you're looking for, for other snakes you should go there you know and so you were specifically much. there for vipers and what, what what did you need for these vipers yes. just just photograph them or what, what was the goal oh. here I was specifically there for vipers because um, of a of a side project that I'm I'm being part of uh, that is being developed by my, by my current supervisor, PhD supervisor. We're going there to sample Namibian vipers uh, to analyze their venom, then genetics, phylogeography. Basically, they are very very understudied. There's not really much about them. Mm -hmm. So that it's really important, of course, to do some amazing field work, see some fantastic animals, and publish some very nice research. <laughs> yes. And yeah, we were looking specifically for this very nice, I, I'm sure you know it, it's the, the Sidewinder, I think it's called there, right? Is the, is it, there is a Sidewinder Viper. Yeah. yeah, well, the Sidewinder initially is a, is, is a rattlesnake in North America, but uh, right. there, there's That's, a side But in Namibia, with the same name, they call this oh. very tiny Viper. Yes, not particularly big, but it's, it's just amazing how it goes on the dunes. And there's mm -hmm. no other way to look for it, no other way to look for it, than going there in the morning on the dunes and looking for his tracks, okay. right? The Sidewinder tracks, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it just so perfectly mimetized, so perfectly camouflaged, camouflaged, you know, with sand. You're never going to find it. It just oh. goes under the sand. So you just have to track it. Super cool. 
very good experience. And yeah, that that was a fantastic experience indeed. And I also remember another nice story about it. Huh. Uh, there are also cobras. Working with working with, with cobras is a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. They're smarter and faster than vipers, if you ask me. All right. So, <laughs> yes. Basically, we were just cruising on the in this car, in this whole week car. We were just three people looking for a place to stay. All right. So the sun was setting. Mm, nice. The temperature was getting cooler. It was nice. At some point, we just saw these black snake crossing, and there are not that many long black snakes, you know, that cross your path in the medium. Mm-hmm. We're from cobras, so we're like, yeah, that's going to be a cobra. We just hauled out of the car, grab our equipment, which are these big snake tongues, you know, and mm-hmm. snake hooks, to try and pin it down. Of course, also like um, a protective, um, protective eyewear, you know, glasses and stuff. Because there are also spitting cobras that can go straight to your eyes, and you're going to lose them <laughs> if you don't. Uh, mm, yeah. Right. You can get blind. You can get blind with that. And in fact, it was a spitting cobra. Ooh, okay. What happens is that this guy just falls into a bush. Right, mm-hmm. and so you could see three guys with three sticks hitting this bush, trying to look for the snake. Mm-hmm. They just disappeared. We didn't know where it was. Getting so frustrated. That's so a bit scary. <laughs> very scary indeed. But I was just very frustrated because I really wanted to catch a cobra. All right. Mm-hmm. Then I just walk away, you know, and and on my hips, and like, yeah, I don't know, I would we lose it? How would we lose it? It was there. And all of a sudden, as I said, like the sun was setting. I feel water on my head. Like, yeah, great. It's gonna start raining now. You know? It's gonna start rain. Once, twice, you know, I just brush it off. But then I think, wait a second, I'm in Namibia. It has a rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I look up, perfectly clear sky, no clouds at all. And then it occurs to me that it was a spitting cobra, spitting cobra spit venom, venom is liquid, under my head. And this snake just went from a bush and no one saw it, climbed up. A tree that was maybe an, an acacia, you know, was wasn't even that that tall. Was maybe two meters above. It was just uh, hanging from a branch, spitting at the back of my head. You know, Ooh. from there, old open. It just wow. a matter of chance that I was not looking at it. Otherwise, I would have had a complicated time. You know, if some of the venom would have gotten in my eye. Yeah, because even if you wear glasses, you can they can still get like a little bit. It really depends. It really depends on the glasses. Yeah, yeah, they mm. can be extremely precise when they aim for your eyes. So. If they spray it, you know, a little drop can still go, can still get in your eye. That's gonna burn. Wow! And, and that was, so, what did you do with the cobra? I mean, you were you were obviously trying to catch it for for. Yes. I, I presume to look at the venom or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. We got the venom. For, oh, yeah, first of all, of course, we got the cobra. We got all the protective the protective gear needed to you know handle safely this animal, like color gloves and the tongs and stuff. We just. On the branch, then safely put the cobra in a bag, reinforced bags and stuff. And the morning after, like we actually measured every, you know, the cobra, we got some uh, morphological measurements of it, mm-hmm. we got the venom, insane amount of pictures. And for some reason, this cobra was specifically annoyed at me out of the three people. So <laughs> for, for the full photo, for the, for the shoot, it was just spitting at me specifically. Really? Which is great, which is great because at least, you know, it had always the hood open. Apparently, I was really pissing him off. I didn't mean anything, I swear. <laughs> well, yeah, we just we just let it go where we found it. All right, and, and so what? Uh, and 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 what happens to the venom? So you take that with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, we just we we collected the venom, we transferred it with the pipette into an appender. The from, first, the back, you, you from the back of your head, I presume. Yes, exactly. It's, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
And the fact is that it it also dries very very easily. Like you know, if, if you leave it if you leave it outside, it just gets thirsty. Then it dries out and becomes mm. this little thirsty. That can bring with them some impurity. So what we got is uh, we got the venom in a, a in a little jar, I would say, in a little jar covered with paraffin, you know, for the snake mm. to bite it, release the venom. And from that, we transferred it into uh, epidermis, which are, of course, easier to, to transfer, you know, and take around. Yeah, and we tried to keep it as cool as possible. In fact, we had also a, a little fridge with us, because we want to keep it cool, so it doesn't dry out. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually it was uh, taken back to Europe with all the permits, of course, all of the case. Yeah. We lyophilized it, and it's waiting to be analyzed. Awesome. So that's, that's still work to be done. Yeah. Yes, yes, More. yes, yes. I'm still focusing on mypers. Next step is cobras again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 all over over Europe at the moment, right? Chasing yeah, virus. That's, that's that's yeah. But yeah, mostly the Iberian Peninsula, if I have to be honest. Mostly the Iberian Peninsula. I've been focusing on the species from the Iberian Peninsula, mm -hmm. which are heavily understudied. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm I've been developing many, many, many days of field work here. Yeah, I I I mean I've seen them. They're quite quite small little snakes, but they, they still pack a lot of uh Yeah, they yeah, yeah. You got, yeah. you got some of them that have these very big triangular heads, you know, very typical from vipers. Of course, the bigger the head, usually the higher the amount of venom that they can inject. Of course, mm -hmm. what really makes it complicated when you get bitten by a snake is the amount of venom they can, that you can inject. But, the, but that so never happened, right? I mean, you are, you're safe. You're... Never been bitten, never been bitten so far, and I hope to keep it that way, all right? Mm -hmm. there, there'll yeah. be some snakes have tried, 100%, some snakes have tried. Uh -huh. No, so far I've been I've been safe enough. Good. Every now and then, yeah, you get beaten maybe on the gloves that you use, and you feel, you kind of think, oh God, I felt you know the fang reaching <laughs> the mm -hmm. skin. Upper spring, oh God, oh God, let's see, let's see. You wait a bit. No, just pure fear. Nothing more than that. Okay, well, that's that. I mean, that's not just any glove, right? That's a highly specialized. Yes, yes. Cavalry catching Cavalry gloves. gloves. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Armored gloves. The gloves of power, some people call them. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, you said, um, you know, the Bushmaster was your number one bucket list. Yes. And you've been to a lot of places. What, what, What's next? What, uh, where would you like to go? And what, what animal is still there to see that you would, you know, that would be now your new number one? Bucket list animal. Uh, this is a question I've been asking myself for a while since I came back from Guyana. After you eat the top, what do you want to see next? Right? Come on, I need I need something more. Right? I don't know. The, a gaboon uh, viper or something. A gaboon viper? Yes, that would be great. But you know what I thought about? I was like, right? I've been in South Africa, in Southern Africa. I mean, I've been in uh, South America. I've been around, so I've seen these tropical places. What am I missing? Asia, 100%. Yes. Okay. What do we have there? In Cobras, there we go. That's your answer. All right. That's, that's the next one on the list then. If you're going for big venomous snakes, you want to go for a big pink cobra, 100%. So, yeah. I would say that's that's trip. And is that uh, planned already? Are you planning any trips to to Asia or not? I'm planning a trip uh, for the beginning of 2024 when there will be the World Congress for Pathology. It will be in Southeast Asia. Oh, okay. Then I'm some money, joining the Congress, and then maybe disappearing for one month in the jungle there, just look for cobras. I, I think you won't be the uh, the only one at the Herpetological Congress that will be looking Another for a king cobra. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone is going for that. Yes, sir. 
Oh yeah, starting saving money right now because it's appearing for one month. Chase, <laughs> chasing the next snake to study their venom. That that that's yes. really, really cool. So, um, if people want to follow your scientific work, where do we do we go? Do we go follow you on Twitter, uh, Instagram? Where where can we find you on the social webs? Oh yes, yes, hundred percent. I can give you my contacts, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Exactly, okay. I'm using them. And exactly what, the same contact. You, what's your What's your Twitter name? What's your Instagram name? Is a natural underscore her. Very very original. I know. Natural <laughs> underscore her. All right, all right, all right. Yes, Let's, uh, yes. I'll I'll put those. Follow on me. The, follow me. On the, <laughs> I'll put those on the screen somehow. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for the. Thank you, Ari. Thank awesome you for having me. Thanks. And, uh, Thank you very much. Sounds like I'll have to ask you back in a few years' time when you've uh, seen that pink cobra. Looking forward to it, man. Yes, sir. Or if you follow me on Instagram, hopefully I will be able to post a picture of it if I see it. <laughs> Even better. Thanks a lot. Talk to you. Thank soon. you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.